Hello, Lincoln. Thanks for listening in to support LNK, the podcast, which was created to support small business owners and entrepreneurs in Lincoln, Nebraska. Welcome back from our break for Slowdown September and Hello October. It's feeling a little crisp outside, isn't it? I'm your host, Lorraine Penner, but you can call me Lo, creator of Support LNK and co-owner of Harbor 402 with my husband, Jeffrey. And as you know, I'll be taking you through the ins and outs of meeting and learning about our guests each week. On today's episode, we're talking to Cinnamon Dawkin, owner of a novel idea bookstore, and can I just say, I would like to be her best friend. Two of my absolute favorite things at the turn of fall are books. I'm a proud book nerd here, currently finishing up my fourth personal growth and development book in four weeks, and cinnamon. Cinnamon is so spicy and earthy, and it's a key ingredient in so many of my favorite things like baked goods, coffee shop drinks, and of course, my husband's secret chili recipe, which we'll be making tonight to welcome the change in seasons, but that's beside the point. I just hope you are as excited as I was to talk to and hear about cinnamon and a novel idea. So let's just jump right in. And hello, Lincoln. Today, my guest is Cinnamon Dawkin. Thank you for joining us on Support LNK, the podcast, and giving our listeners the opportunity to get to know you and your business, a novel idea bookstore, better. How are you doing today, Cinnamon? Great. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be joining you today. Yeah, so happy to have you. Two of my most favorite things are cinnamon and books. And so I'm just oh, so excited. <laughs> I'm just so excited to talk to you today. And if anybody has listened before, you know that I like to start things out with some gratefulness and gratitude. So tell me something good, cinnamon. What is one thing that you are grateful for or thankful for today? You know, I, I think I generally try to keep some gratitude in my attitude, I guess. But I love my morning routine right now. My husband brings me a cup of coffee every morning um, and it's just kind of how I ease into my day and then I have cats at home that I take care of and it's just the, the little things of caring for them and then I get myself ready and come downtown and care for the kitties here we have one cat who's diabetic and he needs an insulin shot and so I get them all taken care of and we have some brushing time to kind of balance out the other thing you know it's just a kind of meditative way to get into my day I guess yeah, absolutely. That sounds great. It just kind of helps you ease into your day and de-stress a little bit. That sounds like a great morning routine. And I love that gratitude in your attitude. I used to tell <laughs> my kids that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard it. I've never heard it exactly like that before, but I know exactly what you mean. Tell us about your business. How is a novel idea? What does that business mean to you? Oh, it means the world to me. You know, I started when I was 22. I was a senior in college. So we opened in 1991. Uh, we're located downtown on 14th Street between O and P, and we sell a huge variety of used, rare, and out-of-print books. You can find books that are signed by presidents and leather-bound, or you can find your paperback mysteries. It's tons of fun. It's like Harry Potter in here. I know. I love it. I've, got, I've stopped in there a few times. I haven't been lately, you know, with everything shut down, sure. and, I, and it looks like you have some appointments as well, so you're not right. 100% open to the public, but you can uh, schedule an appointment if somebody wanted to go visit? Mm -hmm. I have kind of a lackluster immune system, so we've made some COVID adjustments. We keep the door locked. We do staff the store Wednesday through Saturday, 12 to 6, and we do take shopping appointments, which has been really fun. I love being in here when nobody's in here. It kind of feels mm -hmm. like a fun treat, you know, like you're getting to do something special, and I think our customers who make appointments feel that way too, and we also let people in at the door, you know, if they knock and there's room to social distance, 
distance in here. We always let them in. Um, we do require people to wear masks and we do provide gloves for them to wear because we want people to be able to handle the books, but we mm -hmm. just can't go around and, and clean everything. That would be just crazy. But, you know, we want people to pick up things and explore things. And, you know, we take their temperature before they get started with a forehead swipe. And so far, everybody's been great with that and grateful that we're taking those precautions and keeping them as safe as possible. Oh yeah, there's several business owners that have, like they themselves or a member of their immediate family have some type of medical condition where it's not, like they're not able to open fully and that's completely mm -hmm. understandable and everybody respects that as far as yeah. I've seen and so, so yeah, absolutely. But I love how you said it's like a private getaway almost when you're in there by yeah. yourself. My yeah. sisters used to call me a big weirdo because I would love to go out and eat by myself on my single uh -huh. days or I would go to the movies by myself. But yeah, being in a bookstore by myself, that sounds absolutely absolutely amazing to me. So I'll definitely have to schedule a session. <laughs> kind of a random question for a bookstore, but I just want to see how you'll answer it as well. What problem does your business solve and for who? It's not so much of a problem solving thing as much as it is offering opportunity. One of the things that I love about this bookstore is that we can serve customers from when they're born until the end of their lives. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of people now that we've been open for 30 years who came to me first when they were babies in their parents' oh, arms. Wow. Mm -hmm. And they would hand those little babies to me and I'd walk the floor with them. And now those babies are bringing their babies. And that is just, it's so special to me that, that those connections are maintained through people's entire lives and that this bookstore maintains that sense of fascination and discovery, that kind of wonder because mm -hmm. you just, you can learn anything about the world. It's the whole world in here and it changes all the time. So there's always something new to see. And I think it gives people a lot of comfort too, that we sort of serve as their third place. You know, people have home and they have work and then this is a place where we are consistent in the ways that really matter. You know, you can always mm -hmm. count on friendly faces and you can count on personal service. You know that when you walk in, someone will greet you very warmly and be really interested in you and make personal recommendations for you. And we don't upsell anybody. It's not about that here. You know, we want to connect people with the books that they're going to love and have that be a really positive experience for them. So we're not really about selling things. In fact, sometimes people will bring things to the counter and will say, you know, you have that one at home, right? And they'll say, oh my gosh, yes, but I'm giving this one to a friend. Thank you for having my back. <laughs> <laughs> so I love how you said that it's not necessarily a problem, but more of an opportunity. And the mm -hmm. thing with book lovers is that people are book lovers for life. And so it's not oh, just you turn it on one day and then it's gone, you know, in six months. Yeah. That's a whole lifelong. And it sounds like because you have that loyalty and people, they stick with you. And so that's a really, really awesome thing, especially like you said, since you've been around since 1991, um, you've got years and years of people yeah. who have visited you and became loyal customers. And so that's, that's just amazing for you and your business. I know you had mentioned in 1991, and then I, I got a little bit of the back history. So go ahead and let us know what was it that made you want to start? Well, I've always loved books. I mean, when I was a kid, I spent all my paper route money on the weekly reader book orders. And, you know, it was just a lifelong love of mine. And I had parents who were both self-employed. You know, my mother was an English teacher for a time, and then she opened up a perennial plant business. And my father was a dentist and had his own practice. You know, so I grew up in that vein where you kind of get used to solving things for yourself and you're not afraid of work and you get to to see people creatively doing what they love. With that background, you know, it wasn't surprising for me to kind of go off 
on my own and try this thing. You know, it was kind of the uphill in the snow both ways when it comes to starting the business. You know, I was a senior in college and, you know, I had nine hours of summer classes that year. And uh, then I had a following semester with 17 hours and I was tutoring to make money. I had a business partner at the time. I had a friend. We were both writing for the Daily Nebraskan when we thought, you know, there's a little consignment store on O Street. Let's have some books in there because we kind of thought, well, we'll open up a store maybe six, seven years down the road. But we'd been buying books, amassing books, collecting everywhere we could buy books. At the time, the Disabled American Veterans thrift store would sell books for, I think it was 16 cents for a hardcover and six cents for a paperback. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good deal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. You know, so we just had boxes and boxes of books and we would go to the, oh, the Nebraska bookstore occasionally would have these all you could carry book sales. So I I developed some guns, picking up stacks of books and bringing them (laughs) up to that counter. But this little space that we rented in the consignment store, really tiny. And uh, like I said, we were both in school. We were both writing for the Daily Nebraskan. And we put the name of the store up to a vote in the newsroom. I had an interest in psychology and I thought the ink blot would be really funny. Thank (laughs) God (laughs) the newsroom voted a novel idea. But uh, anyway, yeah, we sold books on consignment there. And then we found a little space for rent that summer when I was taking nine hours of class. And it was in the basement of a warehouse in the shadow of the federal building on 16th Street. No heat, no air conditioning. I mean, when we got in there, there was a dead bird on the floor. I mean, it was just, oh, it was just a mess. But I was very young, and I think when you're young, that's the time to do stuff like that. You know, you don't have any lifestyle expectations. Kind of used to being poor and tired and cold, so it wasn't a cut in lifestyle. So we loaded up those books out of Bargain Barn into those old postal carriers, the ones that have the canvas bag that hangs Uh down and the wheels on the bottom, and we pushed those things up Lincoln's broken brick alleys up to this new store. We'd done a lot of cleaning down there. We had that little room and it was $50 a month. And oh my gosh, we were even sweating how we were going to pay for that. We were <laughs> so broke. But we kind of hustled, sold some books right away, paid first month's rent and just kind of went from there. We didn't have really any money to purchase shelving. So what we did is we would go to the university campus. A lot of the time, you know, the sororities and fraternities would build displays for homecoming on their front ones and then uh Around the time after homecoming, we go over and say, hey, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with those boards? You know, and they'd say, oh, nothing. You have them if you want them. So great. We took them back and I had a hammer and 16 penny nails and I had a skill saw and we just kind of threw some shelves together. <laughs> Later, when we needed light, I could buy shop lights for about 10 bucks a piece. And uh, I bought a $3.69 masonry bit and I borrowed a drill from my dad. And I wired those things up and I drilled into the ceiling with the masonry bit and anchored them in there and hung them. And wow. We- so you're getting into the nitty gritty yourself. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. You know, and that's one great thing about small business. You know, you acquire mm-hmm. all kinds of skills, just. Oh yeah necessity being the mother of invention, but we had a little hot pot, we had a little stereo, and we had space heaters that were these horrible open coil, totally illegal now things. Mm -hmm. When it got cold, we would give customers cups of tea to hang on to because we had no heat down there. Mm -hmm. And then when we had everything going, you know, the space heaters and the lights and the hot pot, the fuses would blow. 
low and everybody would be in the dark. Oh no. And then I would give people flashlights and they'd look for books in the dark. <laughs> so, I mean, to say that we came from humble beginnings is just so much of an understatement. But you know, that next year we moved to this location above ground, heat, oh my goodness, what an upgrade. During that first year, that was a great opportunity to learn about books, to learn about people and business, to increase our inventory. I don't know that I've worked so hard in my life, but it has it was worth it. And to, oh, yeah. to feel like we could we were doing it on our own steam because we didn't borrow. So I always felt like I could stop at any time and not have to pay for the privilege of having done it. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how you said, like, this is the time to do it. You guys were kids. Yeah. You were just getting out of college. You didn't really have all the roots, like a mortgage and, and exactly. not necessarily a big family Children. to have to take care of. Yeah. And so yeah. that's the time when, when we should be ready and open to take those risks because yeah. it's going to be so much harder the further we go down the line when all that mm -hmm. stuff starts accumulating. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so that's awesome that you guys got that started right away. And I love how you did it debt-free without any loans. It's really smart to try as bare bones as, as you can. Um, right. and, de and depending on what it is, like with you and the book sport, you guys did it super, super bare bones. And I love right. that. It just grew and grew and accumulated from there. Mm -hmm. and, and you got into this a little bit, I believe, but in the space of bookstores, how does your business stand out from the rest? In other words, what would you say is your secret sauce? It really is magical in here. It mm -hmm. is. And and getting to know the people like we do. I mean, I have families, four generations who come in and being able to put them together with books that they'll love is just such a gratifying feeling because we have people who come to us and they're in some kind of transition or in a crossroads and they'll say, I just need something blank. And we'll talk to them for a while, ask them questions, and we'll be able to find the book for them that will give them the comfort that they need or the excitement that they want, uh, the information that they're seeking. And that's not something that an algorithm can do, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and right now, you know, we've been doing things called book bundles, which I am just loving. You can order them on our website or you can call us and it'll ask you some questions on the site. Like, would you like hardcover, paperback or a myth, fiction, nonfiction or a myth? And then it'll ask, tell us a little bit about what you're interested in or what you really like. And then it will say, tell us about what you don't like and what you don't want to read about. So we can take that information and then go through the store and find a group of books that fits that price point that they want. And I always write a personal note about, you know, why I chose the books for them and how they relate to their interests and what I think they'll particularly enjoy about it. And I ask people to give me really good honest feedback about them too, because we will keep the list of the books that we've gotten for them. So next time they call us, we'll be able to curate even better books for them. It's just tickling me right now. It's just marvelous to be able to provide something meaningful for people. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. And I love how you keep track. You keep those lists yes. of which, which customers you mm -hmm. give them. And then based on their feedback of what else you can get to them that, you know, right. I just love that. You know, you don't see that in the everyday bookstore, just that extra push that you have to, to making it something special for each person. That's yeah. just lovely. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. What was the toughest thing that you went through when opening or deciding to open? 
you know, I was a young person at the time and we didn't have any money. And so I think that getting over the kind of feelings of shame of starting small, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. of not having the whiz bang, beautiful, whatever it was. I think that was a very good lesson for me because it does help me center. I mean, even now we always come up against these situations where we really have to think about what it is that we value and what our goals really are. There's a lot of chatter in the world. There's a lot of static. And, you know, at that time I was hearing a lot of, oh my gosh, what are you even doing? And you don't, you don't go out, you don't do anything. And what do you, there's no heat down there. And what are you trying to do? Mm -hmm. There are a lot of those messages. I think that the world gives us learning who to listen to and learning to lead a life that is driven by curiosity and the desire to serve and to make a positive contribution and not one that is hemmed in by fear or shame. That, yeah. that, that really helped me at that time. Yeah, great answer. And uh, just thinking like, just because these days, especially how you said that the culture is really trying to tell everybody it's one way that will work. You have to be flashy. You have to mm -hmm. invest all of this money to start something right. so that anybody will pay attention to you. But it's so not the case. And you can start with humble beginnings. And that's really, I find that those, the stories like your story about your business and everything and how wonderful it is right now. It's mostly like a lot of that can come from that humble beginning because you grew so much to get to where you are. And, and it's just, it builds that character of not only you, the business owner, but of the business as well. And so it's just, there's more story to that rather than buying and investing and then later on regretting it. I think debt is a huge question. You know, I think that a lot of the debt that we take on is because we don't really settle into our character to do without some mm -hmm. of these yep. superficial things. And I think reinvesting is really important. Yeah. And you, you find more of that contentedness when yeah. you're just happy where you are, no, even right. if it's a, in a little space of lack, but you know, okay, well, this is just temporary and right. we're building to being able to do something more in in the future right yeah and then you celebrate those things that you get we try to do one at least one really neat thing every year so one year you know we got our new stained glass window in the front and one year we had our steps painted to look like old books you, yeah you build like that and now we're able to do a few of those things every year it's so fun kind of bringing it back to today what is the toughest part about having a business for you so far in 2020 yeah that's a really good question i mean covid set us back on our heels you know, we had to really think about what we were doing and our business model, having an open door retail shop that has a lot of kind of like a little Warren in here. It doesn't provide for natural social distancing a lot of the time. We had to really uh, reconsider the business model. What we did is, I mean, first off in March, thought, okay, for one, we're just, we're just taking this bull by the horns. We're going to do everything we can with the information that we have right now. Um, we're going to try to keep our customers safe, our inventory safe, and our staff safe. So we have a display table in the middle of the room here at the bookstore on the main level. And that kind of turned into the safety table. So we had hand sanitizer, we had gloves for people who wanted them. And in March, you know, we just would direct people to the safety table and have them use those things. And, you know, we didn't really have cases here in Nebraska or in Lincoln around that time, you know, it was mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. kind of starting. We made the decision independently to close to the public at the end of March because we thought we really do need to be very careful about who has access to the inventory because we're sending books out, we're delivering, you know, we're sending books out to the, to the customers and we want to make sure that our product 
is safe for people. So we just really had to rethink a lot of what we were doing. Because we sell used books, our products are individual things. And people like to browse for books and find out what, what speaks to them when they're in the store. And we recommend books when people are in the store. And that model changed as well. So I brought in a, a little display rack. And instead of walking through the store with someone, and then picking out books as we went, people would tell me a little bit about what they liked and I would gather those up, put post-a-note prices in a display, take a photograph, send that to them, put the assortment aside until they could get back to us. And we still do that for a lot of people, which is a lot of fun, a little more labor intensive, but a lot mm -hmm. of fun. And then we also thought, you know, people are at home, so delivering makes a lot of sense. So I started delivering books on Wednesdays and Fridays in uh, the end of March. And uh, one of my customers uh, had little kids and I was delivering books to his children and he said oh I told them that the book fairy came <laughs> I thought, oh that's fun and you know I'm kind of a go big or go home kind of person and I love the theme party and so I thought you know what I'm gonna just embrace this book fairy deal and I have all kinds of costumes from our trips to the renaissance festivals and so twice a week you know I dress up in costume I have some new wings I have little <laughs> crowns and I go out spreading joy throughout the land I have little magnets that are on the doors of my Honda. I have a dragon that rides on my dashboard and we venture out into Lincoln. And what yeah. has been really fun about that is that I have little kids who dress up for me. Aww. So I have delivered books to little princesses and little Harry Potters. And I had a tiny mermaid a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And I mean, people are just so happy. And I think about these kids and their experience during COVID and how, you know, so much is, is taken away. They couldn't go to school in the spring. They couldn't see their friends. You know, a lot of these activities had been cut. Just to be able to be a, a bright spot for them was really mm -hmm. nice. And we started doing what we call book bag care packages. So I have uh, reusable tote bags that are printed with our logo and they're really nice looking. And then I partnered with a few other women-owned businesses. So Lula B Chocolates puts a dark chocolate sea salt bar mm -hmm. in our blind date book, book bag. And then my friend Sharon, who's an artist, does little ceramic tea saucers for our Tea Time Classics book bag. And Jane from Valhalla Bee Farm has honey that we can put in there as well, along with some Earl Grey. Bella, Spa and Apothecary. Tara puts together a botanical bath salt for us. That's a mixture that she makes especially for us. Wow. And so we have that for the read and relax. So we have different kinds that you can get. And those are the adult ones. And then we started doing them for kids as well. So the kids have, you know, books and then they have, oh, a fantastic reader pencil and an open books, open mind sticker and some things like that, some books. But what I think is really great in the kids' bag is that they have a note from our cats. We have two shop cats, Charlie and Eddie. And so when we take orders for the kids' bags, we always ask the people ordering. We say, tell us something unique about this child. Is there a milestone? Is there a birthday? Is there something that they've been doing that's really good? And the cats will include that in their personal note. Funny things like, dear Josh, we hear you're great at taking out the trash at home. You know, we have trash we have a litter box, you know, <laughs> anytime you want to come help. Thanks for being a good kid. Have a great day. Heart, Eddie oh, and Charlie. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, super fun. So we've been doing that. And then that kind of blossomed into something else where we had customers who said, hey, we love those kids' bags and we think it would be great um, to get them to kids in need, but we don't know any kids in need. Can you help us do that? Mm -hmm. So we started doing that and we thought we want to 
I think it's very important for people to have the opportunity to contribute to something larger, a larger mm -hmm. good effort. And I think sometimes people feel that because they can't contribute a lot of time or a lot of money, that they're of no use. And I, I wanted to do something that would make people feel involved. So our kids account, people can pay into the kids account whatever amount they like, a dollar, two dollars. It's all very appreciated. You know, we had one couple who had planned to celebrate their anniversary and couldn't go on their vacation and they put in hundreds of dollars, you know, wow. into this kid's mm -hmm. account. And then we used that money to fund these kids' book bags and we worked with Friendship Home over the summer. So we got book bag care packages to over 90 children currently living in the domestic violence shelters. And wow. that was really gratifying because for those kids to have something of their own under those circumstances, to give them something that they can use to take their minds off whatever current circumstances they're in, to have them mm -hmm. learn something, spark their imaginations. And then honestly, the bag was really important for some of those kids because they left in a hurry and they don't have any yeah. suitcases. So we've continued that kids account program and we just are working our way around the city. We're working with teachers and neighborhoods to identify children who would benefit. We're working with nonprofits and community centers and it's been really gratifying. That's awesome. And I know when I was looking through your website as well, I saw mm -hmm. something about a thank you Tuesday and so is that oh, kind yeah. of related or is that a little different? That's different. You know, we I think it's really important as a small business to do what you can for the community. And mm -hmm. um, that's one of the things that we do. Thank You Tuesdays is a, a way that we are able to support organizations doing good work in the community. And, you know, we've supported a variety of organizations, everything from Friendship Home or Head Start to Front Lawn Film Society, which is basically a guy on his front lawn showing good movies. You know, <laughs> you know, you don't have to be a big nonprofit or basic needs provider. It can be something artistic, but anything that kind of raises the level of good that makes Lincoln a great place to live. And what we do is we give a percentage of every Tuesday sales to that organization that's doing good work. And then we are able to give information about that good organization to our customers. And I like to give people good news and people like to feel that they're contributing to something good. And mm -hmm. this is a way for them to do it through their book purchases, which is just tons of fun. So yeah, we started doing that in 1998. I don't know how many organizations we've given to just scads. You know, mm -hmm. That's awesome. And I love how I love hearing when the small business owners are giving back to the community. And so that was something that I saw right off the bat that I loved yeah. and wanted to ask you about. But even the, the book bags with the children and everything that you're doing, that's so amazing. Thanks. Moving forward a little, uh, what is one thing to learn or a skill to acquire that you think would make a huge difference in your current success? As I said before, you know, one of the things that I love about this small business is that it does allow you to learn a lot of different skills, mm -hmm. building things, fixing things. I think what, what I'm currently interested in is the, the programming and, you know, we just redesigned our website and I was able to help with that. It was really exciting to see the possibilities and I'm excited to do more with that. I'm going to get a YouTube channel, though. I'm thrilled. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> How exciting. Is, you know, there are just all kinds of things that we can do to get people interested in reading and welcome them into this world. I just, I would love to learn more about that. And I'm excited about that part. Yeah, so, that sounds great. Well, you'll yeah. definitely have me as a subscriber when that happens. Uh, so, yeah. so let us know when it starts. Okay. Yeah, thank you. And so what is your worst technology headache then as of today? Anything technological? 
you know, um, yeah, of course, you know, there's usually some, some little glitch somewhere. And sometimes I just have to say, Maggie, you know, she's my 22 year old staffer, who's a, a computer whiz. I just have to say, Maggie, come stand by this thing and <laughs> let it fix its attitude. <laughs> and there's nothing major. It's just little things that I don't even remember, you know, and in five yeah. years, I'll totally forget. Yep. There's always something, <laughs> always something. Yeah, and it's, all, and it's ever changing yeah. as well. It is. <laughs> it's all stuff we can get over though. And so if you had to look six to 12 months into the future, where would you like a novel idea to be? That's an interesting question. You know, we're currently in a bit of transition, not just due to COVID, but because I spent about the last month or so working on the website, so I wasn't in the shop as much. And now that I'm back, I'm really excited about being here and I'm excited about using the new website. We have lots and lots of inventory to work through and that's fun because it's like opening presents. What I'd like for the next six months is I'd like to be in a good working routine with our new business model, making deliveries twice a week, running the shipping, doing the book bags, uh, working through the inventory, keeping things nice and clean, and then expanding what our website can do for us. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I'm finding really exciting right now is a thing called bookshop.org. Have you heard of this? I have not. Oh my gosh, it is great. It's really new. Started, I think, in February. It is a collection of independent booksellers throughout the country who have brick and mortar stores. And People can go onto bookshop.org and each store has a page that's kind of like a social media page and people can buy new books that ship directly from the publisher. The bookstore that facilitates the sale gets a 30% commission, which is fantastic. 10% of all sales then are divided between us twice a year in a dividend. And it is just really changing the game, especially for small bookstores throughout the country. It is saving a lot of bookstores during this pandemic when walk-in traffic has dropped off. But I'm just thrilled to be able to offer new books, which I hadn't before, in a way that uses our knowledge, but doesn't necessarily require us to maintain that inventory. It's just phenomenal. I'm, I'm thrilled about it. I've never yeah. heard of that. And so thank you for bringing that up. And I'm sure there's others who've never heard of that either and would love to. Well, yeah, it's kind of the rebel that. alliance, the rebel yeah. alliance to Amazon's empire. Exactly. You know? Still keeping it, still being able to keep it local for you independent bookstores, um, well, like okay. you said, who don't necessarily have a lot of that inventory, like want to keep a lot of that new book inventory on. Right. And we're having a lot of customers who used to live in Lincoln who are supporting us through Bookshop. So customers in California and New York and Arizona, Colorado, Alaska are ordering books through our Bookshop page, which is just awesome. really fun. Yeah. yeah, that's great. And mm -hmm. so um, so that is something that I think right now all of us, Port LNK community, can do right now to help your business. But is there anything yeah. else that we can do that would be able to help you right now? Oh, sure. You know, I think just going to our website, seeing what we offer there. I mean, even if you're not a reader, I want to be so careful about that. I think sometimes bookshops can feel to people like they're just like reading is kind of a snobby hobby and bookshop owners are kind of snooty and we're so not like that. And I kind of love it when somebody comes in and says, you know, I don't really read much or I haven't been reading in a while and I'd really like to start. I love that because yeah. I can always find good books that will ease people into it. And I think right now, I mean, especially if you go to our website and take a look at those book bundle options, we can get you started on things that will just be really gratifying for you. If you're not able to do a lot of the other things you used to do for your entertainment, it's getting colder, you know, snuggling up with a 
cup of tea, good book. That's just a marvelous way to spend some of this pandemic time. And oh, yeah. reading to, mm-hmm. a lot of people are homeschooling, you know, so we, we provide lots of books for kids. They'll tell us about what they like and we can find books for everyone. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And it becomes a little bit of a challenge for you too, trying to find something that'll get a non-reader or a declared, a declared non-reader yeah. kind of making them really, really enjoy what you show. Yeah, them. absolutely. Because, you know, like I said, we're not, I don't want to sell things that people aren't going to like. I don't want to make those sales. I want to provide people with things that they will really enjoy. And I want to develop relationships with people that will be lasting. I want people to feel like they can come to me and that I will have their interests at heart. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Closing up a little bit for our interview here today. Did you have any current or upcoming specials or promotions that you wanted us to know about? Yeah, actually, we're doing something new in October. Um, It's called Connect Four. It's sort of like a bingo game, only it's a four by four square. And each square has a section that's in the store. And so if you, in a single purchase, connect four in a line, you know, by buying a book from the science fiction section, a cookbook, something photography, something like that, then you'll get a prize. You can choose between the bath salts from Bella Spa and Apothecary that I mentioned, or a little um, honey bear from Valhalla Bee Farm. So, you know, we're trying to support those local businesses as well, you know, both those women-owned local businesses, and encourage people to kind of jog out of their normal paths and try something a little new, have some fun to figure out which four squares they want to unite. I think it'll be yeah, fun. Yeah, perfect idea, especially even for the upcoming season of gift giving. And so that's just, yes. you know, another way to bless other people by giving mm-hmm. them, if you know a photographer or somebody who's interested in it, a child, you know, getting close to being out of school and they really, really love that, would like to brush up on that skill, give them a book about it. Mm -hmm. And so it's a great idea. Mm -hmm. And um, let us know how we can all find and connect you online. What are your handles and what is your website? Sure. Our website is anoveliciabookstore.com. You can find us on Facebook at anoveliciabookstore.com. And Instagram is a novel idea 118. I'm still getting the <laughs> on that, you know, and uh, I, I just think there are a lot of, there are a lot of other social media things that I'm looking forward to exploring, but mm-hmm. you know, we do a lot on Facebook. I will post photos of my new arrivals on Facebook and those go up at least twice a week. And you can actually expand the photo to see what's on the shelf and people comment dibs on books that they're interested in. And then I come in, you know, and I say, oh, hello, you have this book on, on, um, on gardening and it's $6 and I have it on hold for you. And you can take a look at that when you come in or you can say, fantastic, you know, please deliver yeah. that to me at my address. I can't wait to see the book fairy. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, New Arrivals is fun. Yeah. And we have some great rare books on our website. We have a a six-volume leather-bound Wizard of Oz set right now. Oh, wow. Oh, gorgeous. Yes. (laughs) I just love how fun you make your business. I think that that's something that's missing in a lot of business owners, not only just like in today's environment, but just over the years, they can get kind of stuck and and not appreciate what they have as much Mm -hmm. as they did before. But it just seems like you just have so much fun day in and day out and you love your customers and and I I applaud you. Thank you. I love (laughs) my customers. I learn so much from people every day. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's been a real, I've had a good fortune to be in here with wonderful staff, silly cats, and great people. 
<laughs> awesome. And so on that note, in closing, what would you like to say to the Lincoln community as a whole? I think one of the things that I love about Lincoln is the way that we can join together to accomplish things that we can't do individually. And and I love the way that that we are taking this pandemic situation and responding to it in a way that protects what we value. And I think that we just want to keep those things in mind, like where we spend our extra money makes a lot of impact. Choosing to spend your money in a local business means that that local business will provide that unique place for you to come after the pandemic. And, you know, we'll be here to look out for you and your family and we'll do other good in the community that you value. Those little choices, even spending $5, $4 at a local business, that makes an impact. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we feel like we are overwhelmed that we're ineffective, but we want to focus on what we can do. And that's something that you can do. It makes a difference. And we thank you for it. We're very yeah, grateful. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much, Cinnamon, for taking the time to, to do this interview and let us all know a little bit more about you and the Novel Idea Bookstore. Just really, really wonderful being able to talk to you today. Thank you so much. I'm just so happy to have had this conversation with you, Lo. Thank you. And that's all, folks. A bit of a longer one than most, but I enjoyed every minute of that interview today. Special thanks again to Cinnamon Dawkin from a Novel Idea Bookstore for being a genuinely lovely lady, plated with kindness, authenticity, and just plain old fun. I strongly encourage you to check them out on their website or social media, set up a browsing appointment to stop in and look around, participate in their Connect Four game during this month of October, or even order some new books from them via bookshop.org or some used books for delivery from the book fairy. There are oh so many wonderful options to choose from. Well, that's it for today. And until next time, be honest, stay well, and never stop supporting Lincoln. Mm -hmm.